0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this evening are the scripture readings read for you, but actually for tonight, we're going to be focusing on Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is indeed a very important psalm. If you take a look at where it it finds itself among the psalms, you'll notice that it is in between the shortest psalm and the longest psalm. And it is the psalm that the people actually quoted and sang when Jesus was walking into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. It's also known as the last of the Hallel Psalms. Hallel is that Hebrew word that means praise. Praise. So, when we say and or sing the words hallelujah, we're actually singing, as you oftentimes know, praise the Lord. So, yah is short for Yahweh, the Lord. The name God gave to Moses. when When Moses said, what should I tell the people your name is? And so, it is that we go to Psalm 118. And one of the things that you will see about Psalm 118 are these words. They're from printed in your bulletin as well. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Well, today's Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> Thanksgiving is just the flip of give thanks. And so on this Thanksgiving, we give thanks. To who? To the only one who deserves our thanks, and that's the Lord the Lord. Why? Because he's good. The Hebrew word tov means good. And if you go back to creation account in Genesis chapter 1, at the end of every day, what does the writer tell us? And God said, it is very good. Every day God said, it is good. It is very good. The creation God made everything perfect. And so today we thank God because although the creation has been affected by sin, God has not been affected at all. God is still good and perfect and loving. And that's why we say, for his steadfast love endures forever. God's it. God's steadfast, enduring love lasts. It'll never end. This good God is here with us. Even in the midst of the struggles and the challenges we may face, our good God is here with us. So let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his steadfast love endures forever. And let these cute little pilgrim people give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And if you know the story of the pilgrims, you know they faced a lot of hardships. But the steadfast love of the Lord endured for them too. Even in the midst of the difficulties and the troubles and the, they faced, God was faithful to them. I thought for tonight you might find this a good opportunity for you to pause and list or think about three things or three people you have to thank God for. We don't always pause and do that. God has blessed each and every one of us. And I hope and pray that there are at least three either situations or people that you can thank God for. Some of them may be alive, and some of them may already be with the Lord, but they had an impact in your life, and for that you are thankful. And then we go on in verse 5. The psalmist wrote, Out of my distress I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Have you ever been in a difficult situation and you didn't know what to do? And so you prayed. Lord, help me. And in some way, somehow, God answered your prayer. May not been the way you wanted, but you were set free. So I just wrote down a, an opportunity for you to think about when were you perhaps in a place of distress and the Lord answered your prayer and set you free? That's a time to give thanks, Right? And sometimes we forget to thank God for those times too because those are the times that draw us to talk to God. Call on God to help us. Have you ever faced challenges, maybe in school, Maybe with an employer or an employee, insurance company. Who knows? But the psalmist says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? There's nothing anyone can do to harm you spiritually that will last forever. They may be able to harm you physically. They may be able to harm you emotionally, but they cannot harm you for eternity because the Lord is on your side and on my side. And that's what David wrote. That's what the psalmist writes for us. So can you think about a time, of a situation person that is creating some type of anxiety or stress in your life or did before. Maybe right now you're going through this and you just need to be reminded, God God really is here. He's going to help me. I don't have to be afraid of this situation. It may seem overwhelming, but the Lord will provide. The Lord will help. It may not, again, be totally what you want. It may not be exactly that situation, but the Lord says, I am walking with you. And I'm there. The next one I wrote down and had you to think about was this one. Write or think about a situation that has threatened your relationship with Jesus. The devil and... The world, all the materialism and everything in this world and even our sinful flesh seeks to separate us from our God and our relationship with Jesus. But the Lord is on our side. He's our helper and he promises to be with us. We just have to call on him. We need to remember what has he done for us. Sometimes we find ourselves... In situations that are so tough, whether it's a physical situation, spiritual situation. Several years ago, I had received this story called The Brick and the Blessing that I shared at a Thanksgiving service, and I just want to share with it you tonight again because I think it's so fitting and helpful for us. A young and successful executive was traveling down a neighborhood street going too fast in his new Jaguar. He was watching for kids starting out between parked cars and slowed down when he thought he saw something. As his car passed, no children appeared. Instead, a brick smashed into the Jag's side door. He slammed on the brakes, and backed the jag back to the spot where the brick had been thrown. The angry driver then jumped out of the car, grabbed the nearest kid, and pushed him, up against the parked car, shouting, What was that all about, and who are you? Just what are you doing? That's a new car, and that brick you threw is going to cost a lot of money. Why did you do it? The young boy was apologetic. Please, mister, please, I'm sorry. But I didn't know what else to do, he pleaded. I threw the brick because no one else would stop. With tears dripping down his face and off his chin, the youth pointed to a spot just around the corner by a parked car. It's my brother. He rolled off the curb, and he fell out of his wheelchair. And I can't. I can't lift him up. So now sobbing, the boy asked the stunned executive, would you please help me get him back into the wheelchair? He's hurt, and he's too heavy for me. Move beyond words, the driver tried to swallow the rapidly swelling lump in his throat. He hurriedly lifted the boy, handicapped boy back into the wheelchair, and he, then he took out a linen handkerchief, and he dabbed at the fresh scrapes and cuts. A quick look told him that everything was going to be okay, thank you, and may God bless you, the grateful child told the stranger. Two shook up for words. The man simply watched the boy push his brother in the wheelchair down the sidewalk toward their home. It was a long, slow walk back to his Jaguar. The damage was very noticeable. But the driver never bothered to repair the dented door. He kept the dent there to remind him of this message. Don't go through life so fast that someone has to throw a brick at you to get your attention. It's a good reminder to us that oftentimes when we think our life is so difficult and so challenging, and it may be, there's often someone else who we may not be Seeing who could help, who needs our help. And so it is tonight. We think about our Savior. And we think about what a few verses later in Psalm 118, we see the words, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone." Probably know the answer to this question, but who is that stone? Who was that stone the builders rejected that the psalmist foretold would come? And, of course, the name is Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, the builders rejected him. They lifted him up high as the Roman soldiers nailed his hands and his feet to the cross in payment for your sins and my sins because that was part of God's plan. Yes, it was part of God's plan. The plan told long ago to Adam and Eve in the garden. Why'd the Lord do it? Why did the Lord send Jesus? Why did the Lord have him die on a cross? Because we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't die for our sins. But he did. He did. And we're here tonight rejoicing that he did. And you know what follows that, right? What follows that is that wonderful verse that we'll be singing. But before we do, I want you to know my dad often said, when you're faced with a problem, think of that problem as an opportunity. Dressed in work clothes. It's a different way to look at it, isn't it? A problem is an opportunity dressed in work clothes. And may you and I recognize that although we face a lot of problems, our God is there to help us and promises to be with us. And that's why Is it, why is it possible then for you to rejoice when you're having a bad day? This is a day. It's a day the Lord has made to rejoice and to be glad.